Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to talk about our membership program. Uh, we recently broke a pretty big milestone. We have over 100 startups and small businesses on the platform offering up to 50% off all their product and gear. If you're like me and you're always looking for a new uh, backpack or new gear for your addictions, whether it's skiing, snowboarding, camping, surfing, whatever it is related to the outdoors, you can hop onto this membership and peruse all of the brands. We're constantly adding new ones um, to really support all of your outdoor activities. We also have a number of travel companies. So if you're looking to take a trip, whether it's to Machu Picchu, South America, wherever, um, you can save on that as well. We also have a number of food brands, whether you need a new energy bar or you just need to, f- you want to find something uh, that's different and check it out. You can f- save while doing it. Um, you can also apply to become an ambassador for a lot of these brands. There's a ton of perks. So if you are interested in checking this out, head over to readyeddy.com members and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Health IQ. Like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. Learn more and get a free quote at healthiq.com slash readyyeti. What is going on, Ready Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with one of the co-founders of Ovan Eyewear, uh, Joel Kramer. Joel, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Absolutely. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, no. So right off the bat, let's uh, let's jump right into it. What? How would you best describe Ovan to someone who's never heard of you guys? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah, you get that all the time. I'd say we are a, a lifestyle eyewear brand positioned at the intersection of action and fashion, integrating style, performance, and eco-friendly materials into all our products. How did you get into this? How did you get into eyewear? Uh, I was an independent sales rep for 12 years in the Rockies. Um, amongst that time, I sold a number of products. Uh, snowboard hard goods was was my bread and butter. But uh, long ago, I actually, as part of that experience, I, I did start a goggle company back then um, called Attic that we ran for a few years. But uh, it, uh, uh, this project began when I moved to San Diego uh, six years ago. And started working for a company called Dye Precision, uh, better known as Dye Paintball. Uh, over there at Dye, I became uh, close friends with a bunch of the designers and the product development and engineering team. Uh, specifically two guys, uh, Miko Hootenen and Roy Steinhardt, who um, I started Ovon with uh, several years ago. So we, we became close friends. We started building eyewear for you know for other people. We we're building some goggles and, and had the intent to, to do sunglasses. And we're already kind of continuing down that path. Um, so once we all ended up kind of leaving that company within a year or so of, of one another, um, and we're in between, you know, ca- career sort of jobs, the idea came up to start Ovon and we bounced that idea around from, our, uh, our our internal network of of athletes and industry peers and Ovon was was born. 
Okay, so you you guys come up with the idea um, to start Avon. How? What was next? What was the next step in in building the business? Step number one was to really solidify and write a, a bulletproof business plan. Um, once we had that done, we took that plan um, to uh, you know friends, mentors, etc. for feedback, uh, and also began looking for how we were going to raise the initial uh, startup capital. And then what initial products we needed to develop to come, you know, a strong opening product line. And you guys knew right off the bat that you're going to have to raise capital to get to get the business off the ground. We knew that we would to, to some degree. I mean, I, because going and, and building anything uh, was going to require some financial resources. You know, we didn't want to just go out there and grab an OEM product off the shelf and kind of slap a logo on it and, um, take a huge loan out or something to do. So we knew that we wanted operating capital to, um, facilitate day-to-day operations and, and at least enough so that we could get off the ground and, and, and hit the ground running. Definitely. Now I, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, your upbringing. Were you, were you originally, it's sort of immersed in the outdoor lifestyle and knew that you kind of wanted to stay in that kind of industry when you got older and then eventually start your own business? I, I think so. Uh, I, I grew up in Washington state and, and moved to Colorado to be a ski bum when I was 18 years old because snowboarding was the most important thing to me. And I wanted to go to college, but also snowboard every day. Um, and what that ended up basically kind of setting my career path uh, to what it was becoming becoming then a sales rep independently in, in the Rockies for a long time. And in being in that uh, environment, in that industry, I saw a lot of people uh, that I looked up to that had started their own companies or kind of were that chasing their own dreams. And, and that definitely inspired me to to do so myself, to one day have my own company, um, you know, to work with people that um, would be my friends and you know, guys that I'd be hanging out with anyways, but that I have the, the benefit of working with on a daily basis to, to innovate new things uh, that, that we cared about, you know, new products and stuff that we're using every day. Yeah, no, you, you bring up a good point. Uh, so many people think that your job do, shouldn't be fun, <laughs> you know, um, and I think it's really important to work with people you like and obviously related to things that you enjoy, like the outdoors, uh, whether it's snowboarding, surfing, whatever it is, you know. How would you best describe the differences from, like, say, a Smith Optics or other eyewear brands? Uh, how would you say uh, Ovan really stands out? There's, uh, I guess, we, you know, two categories there, sun and snow. But, we, you know, we do have a focus across the board on um, eco-friendly materials that all of our sunglasses, for instance, uh, the entire body and lens itself, everything with the exception of the interior metal arm and then little hinge is biodegradable. Um, and also just a, a focus on performance and functionality, I think first and foremost, uh, we've always taken pride in building products that we feel good about, you know, something that we're proud of designing. We're proud to sell, proud to put our name on. It's not, you know, like a profit driven, uh, aspect or, or, or just a simply strictly style driven aspect, you know, just to have a, a cool thing or, to, or a gimmicky product. Uh, you know, we want to build stuff that works, functions well, and, uh, you'll, 
see that in, uh, in our products. And I think all, of course, in the lens and our sunglasses, a lot of technology there and also in our goggle, as far as our proprietary tech system there with the, uh, the way that you work, that goggle operates and works and the way your lens change system, uh, works for the user. That's interesting. So what was the, what was the prototyping process like from when you first started in, uh, late 2014 to now, how did you really, uh, develop the product line that you guys are now offering? Uh, we've been fortunate to have some, some tools at our disposal that are a huge help, like 3d printers, um, being able to 3d print, uh, like a model, whether it was a goggle or sunglass, uh, to physically print that out, put it on your face, make notes, adjustments, measurements, you know, um, bend things, add clay, et cetera. You, you were able to, to do a lot of fit modeling that way and also come up with a, a real tangible, you know, 3d product that you can hold in your hand to, to get a, a real aesthetic for, um, that that's definitely a huge tool. And then as we begin then sourcing materials, um, uh, one of the founders of, of our company actually owns his own factory over in Taiwan where we produce our goggles. Um, and that's been a huge asset to us for material sourcing, um, and just finding and testing new materials, um, whether that's like the foam, hydrophobic foam that we use on the goggles or, you know, the lens and the sunglass, we're able to source these different materials and kind of run them through, through testing, which basically is kind of beating them up, testing the durability and the quality, um, to see what we want to use. That's really interesting. Now, what's something, um, unique that no one knows about you, one of your products, your business, and how would you say that really differentiates you in your industry? Uh, definitely what would be a point of difference, especially amongst startups is, um, we've designed kind of everything from, from scratch, uh, the sunglass silhouettes and also our goggle system. These are all proprietary shapes and silhouettes that, um, that we've drawn from the ground up. So a lot of people, especially in the startup phase, uh, you know, you find a factory that's got open molds or whatever, and you take an OEM product off the shelf and, and rebrand it. Uh, we, we didn't want to take that approach and, and we haven't. So currently all, I mean, all of our products are something that's unique to us and that you're not going to find the same sunglass or the same goggle style sold by another brand out there, period, which is really cool. That's really interesting. Did you have any mentors throughout this process? I know you, you mentioned it a little bit when you're talking about raising capital for the business, but I'd love to um, hear a little bit more about the people that influenced you and helped you guys really build the business. Yeah, I've, I've had a few, few mentors and certainly a lot of people that I've had the opportunity to work with over the years that, that have taught me a great deal about doing business, about doing business on a global level, um, you know, about time management, about the importance of empowering your employees and working as a team. Um, I, I took a lot away from some of the gentlemen at, at my old organization, but particularly, I think the, the CFO and the COO, uh, at die. And, uh, and also, um, I guess I'm speaking in my personal career with my experience at Rome snowboards for a long time. Um, the two owners there, Josh Reed and Paul Maravitz, uh, were inspirational and, and very knowledgeable about, um, what they did. And it also, also taught me a lot. Um, these are guys I continue to kind of reach out to from time to time for advice when I have, uh, or, you know, a problem that I need to address. 
Yeah, and you know, having good uh, mentors throughout your your career, even before you start your business, is so useful. And then being able to go back to them after the fact with questions, so that you're not reinventing the wheel, um, it's so useful. Hey everyone, just a quick thank you to our sponsor who helped make the Ready Eddie podcast possible, Health IQ. If you listen to this podcast, you're more than likely a pretty active person. At some point in your life, you're going to need life insurance, so why not benefit from your active lifestyle? It shouldn't be a surprise to you that being active increases your longevity. Reward yourself for all the effort you've put into staying active. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, including runners, cyclists, triathletes, strength trainers, vegans, and more. Learn more and get a free quote at healthiq.com slash ready yeti. Um, now, you mentioned this a little bit also uh, before we were talking about the actual construction of uh, your, your sunglasses. Um, what has been your commitment to sustainability in, in manufacturing, and how do you really keep that top of mind? Uh, this is something that's it's been important to us, and, and we want to continue um, growing in, in this category of, of building you know, eco-friendly products and, and supporting sustainable manufacturing practices. Um, I mean, one way we do that is definitely reducing our use of, of plastic overall, increasing the use of biodegradable materials, uh, recycled materials, or, or reusable products. So this is always a focus with new um, product development. And in the existing line, you find some of those materials scattered throughout example in the sunglass using you know cotton-based acetate that's uh that's biodegradable you start with this big brick and when you cut out that sunglass to to create it by hand there there is a lot of shavings there is a lot of waste created in amongst that process it's important for us that that waste is not just you know thrown in the ocean to turn into little plastic beads and and run out on a beach um you know we're confident to knowing that that's gonna degrade and become nothing Definitely. Now, uh, you guys have been in business for, what is it, a little over three years now at this point? That's correct. Yeah, we started in 2015. So what, what has been the growth like, been like since you guys uh, got started? Uh, our, our growth model has, has somewhat been just, you know, kind of just slow and steady. Um, we definitely came out of the gates with, um, I'd say, higher aspirations and tried to take on a lot. That was something that kind of later bit us in the butt for just taking on more than we could handle with it, you know, with our small team of guys here, um, you know, trying to manage a global business. Uh, I've also seen, you know, amongst that career brands that kind of grow too fast, in in my opinion. Uh, We feel that, you know, long term kind of slow, steady, stable growth is, is the best route for for longevity definitely you're right you can grow too quickly and it can be very dangerous especially when you're in a a manufacturing business because you get money tied up in in uh, manufacturing the product and all that and it can be a nightmare um 
so what what does a normal day look like for you guys? Are you all based in in San Diego? Um, and how do you really cultivate like a a strong sense of community between you and your team? Yeah, we are we are based in San Diego. I think the, the sense of community or you know culture within the brand. I mean, really, just I feel that that kind of happens happens naturally for us. We all are kind of in this for the same reason and, um, you know, doing, doing what we love to do and building stuff that we care about. So there's not, um, you know, that, that kind of seems to, to happen or organically for us, but, um, you know, normal day, we, we wake up, go, go surf before work, hit the office and, you know, put in, put in a full work day, depending on uh, what sort of season it is, what, what deadlines are going on. We often work into the evening hours and, um, uh, still try to make time for, you know, things that are, things that are important for us. And we're not that close to the mountains, but if there's a big storm, we'll go try to chase down some snow as well. I know that feeling living in New York. It's anytime it snows, I'm like, all right, uh, how many hours will it take me to get there? Can I pull this off? Um, especially right now, cause it's snowing like crazy in the Northeast. Um, what, what has been one of the hardest parts, uh, about starting uh, Ovan and how, how do you manage that? One of the hardest parts for, for us was that, um, the I, I speak saying that the three of us, myself, Miko and Roy, who really handle all the day to day operations here at the core of, of Ovon, uh, we all came from from a much larger brand where we had just been working for several years together and sharing a huge network of resources under that you know umbrella of, of companies. Um, for us, adjusting to not having some of those resources. Uh, for instance, you know, accounting or HR, uh, that sort of stuff. It forced us to do uh, new jobs that are related to business that we've never done before, um, that we had, you know, little knowledge about. And, and so all of a sudden, you know, we found ourselves doing a lot of the stuff that we never expected to be doing because they're just forced to do it. Um, that, that part was a challenge in learning where you need to focus your time and, and when you need to just, you know, pass that off and, and put it on to someone else. Um, I'd say that was definitely a challenge in the, in the early years and something that we've got a lot better at. What's your greatest fear in regards to the business and how do you, how do you manage that? Um, I don't know. I think if I, when I think for instantly a greatest fear with, my greatest fear wouldn't be, I guess, with the business, but it would be, uh, you know, I, I, we don't want to let fear dictate the decisions with the business. I don't want to let fear keep us from going down a, a, a certain path. Uh, I think it's important to uh, take, take risks with the business. But, um, I mean, we'd hate to, to lose control of, of our brand was something that's very personal to us and that we've worked for years to, to build um, to someone else. But there's also a degree of there, you know, that that, that could happen one day. However, uh, the way that we've kind of structured and being held amongst uh, independently owned by a lot of guys that we that really, really trust and value our opinion, um, I, I don't have too many huge looming fears that that would happen. 
Well, that's good. <laughs> Definitely makes it easier to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you guys have made up to this point? Uh, I think I touched on it earlier was, was basically o- overstretching ourselves. Um, I know that I know that myself and, and the other two guys that I work with most closely on a day to day have, have, have all been guilty of doing this to ourselves is stretching ourselves too thin by just putting, putting too much, too much of a workload on us. Um, you know, you need to, you, you want to come out swinging for the fences, but you also want to be doing what's, what's manageable so that you can accomplish your goals and get things done and stay on deadline. Uh, when you stretch yourself a little too thin, that's when you, you know, you start missing deadlines, you get off calendar a little bit and that can cause you to miss, you know, a delivery window or ultimately miss, miss orders that, um, you know, we're, we're hard revenue at the end of the day. So for that, I'd say, you know, to correct those mistakes, um, you know, you need to stay focused on, stay focused and, and just know what, what's your, what you can do and empower your employees also to, um, you know, focus their time on what they're best at and make sure that you guys are working together as a team. What advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business, whether it was in the outdoor space or really just a business in general? Number one, I think be different. Um, do your research, identify opportunities and write a, write a really solid business plan and, and do your best to stay on that plan and modify it accordingly, um, as needed. Um, I guess the other thing would, would be to, to definitely talk to, people that have been there before, um, whatever category of business it is that you want to go into, I find a mentor in, in that category of business, somebody, uh, that you kind of aspire to follow and ask them the questions, um, that you don't know the answers to. I think that's really good advice. Um, now where, where do you see, uh, your business in the next year, five years, 10 years down the road? Um, the next year we, uh, we're focused on, on growing our, our strong territories now where we've got a good foothold and expanding our sunglass line uh, significantly this summer, coming out with some new prices and, and dropping a, a new goggle silhouette for 2019. Um, in five years, we want to continue to be um, a, a leader in innovating the, the eco story and, and lens technology story in, in sunglass. And Hopefully at that time moving, uh, you know, some price six figure revenues in sunglass and, and having a strong event presence, um, across the board in, in all of our core sports. Definitely. And what's the best part about running Avon? The best part about, about running Ovon is, is watching this, watching what you built really come to life, you know, kind of building that brand legacy. Um, it's so much bigger than just myself or myself and the, the other guys that are working here day to day, you know, it's, it's the riders, the reps, the, the groms putting stickers on their board, the shipping guys, it's everybody plays their role. And when you're, when you see that all come to life from the, from the outside standpoint, and you're just walking around the street and you see people wearing your product, um, that's, that's rewarding. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. What, what, what are you most excited for going forward with, with, uh, Ovan? Uh, I, I mean, we're always excited about making new stuff. I mean, we love developing new product and, uh, and new ideas, but I think it's coming back to just seeing, seeing the, the brand as a whole grow and, and, 
you know, building, building that community around the brand and, and giving back to the, the things that the culture and the community that's, that's got us here, that's influenced our work path, um, to, to found Oban, to be here, to be making these products, to be the brand owners. Um, all of that is just a, a rewarding experience and it's great to be a part of it and, and just watch, watch that grow and, and loop in more people to that experience. Definitely. Now, if uh, listeners want to keep tabs on uh, what you guys are doing going forward, where would you say is the best place for them to do that? Best place is uh, follow us on social media, Ovon Eyewear on Instagram, um, or our website, OvonEyewear.com. That's got everything going on with with the brand as far as you know where we're at, where we're at, events, uh, team news, new products. You can find it all right there. That's awesome. We'll link all that up in the show notes. And, and with that, anyone who's listening between March 27th and April 24th, you can actually enter to win some, some gear from Ovan along with a ton uh, of other brands in the outdoor space. Uh, so you can head over to readyeddy.com for your chance to win. And with that, Joel, uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on uh, the podcast, share your story and all the things you guys have going on. It's, uh, it's definitely exciting. It's exciting times. Yeah, we're, it's been uh, it's been a fun three years. We've, we've come a long ways and we've, we've got a, you know, a stronger product line than ever. And, and a lot of shops are starting to pick us up. So um, excited for what 2018 has in store. Yeah, without a doubt. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.